Put on your finest funeral attire. The king is dead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside Gaming Roundup Live. That's right. E3 is dead. In a tweet put out this morning, E3 simply stated, quote, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. And with that, a grand chapter of video game history comes to a close. E3 was like the mountaintop for, for video game news and, and fans. Uh, I remember reading about E3 when I was just a, li a wee little kid and seeing images of all like the different giant booths and whatnot, and, like seeing like Microsoft and Nintendo and Sony facing off and over in the, the LA Convention Center was always some of the coolest stuff I ever got to see reading about like GamePro and EGM and whatnot. And since then, we've sort of seen E3 have this massive rise and then a very, very sharp fall culminating in today's news. Um, the Washington Post interviewed ESA president and CEO Stanley Pierre-Louis, and he said, quote, After more than two decades of hosting an event that has served as a central showcase for the U.S. and global video game industry, the Entertainment Software Association has decided to bring E3 to a close. We know the entire industry, players and creators alike, have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do given the new opportunities our industry has to reach fans and partners so what caused this there are a number of reasons and i know it's easy to blame things on covid it but was me. it was me we it was it was it was it was blizz and it, it was COVID. <laughs> uh you know the last couple of years of e3 were actually having to or we were canceled due to covid um and so that definitely took a huge huge uh that swiped the legs out from underneath a big convention like this need to be consistent uh also in the more recent years, we've seen more developers go around E3 and put together their own sort of events at the same time, like EA Play Live. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, Ubisoft do their their presentations online now, like Ubisoft Connects. And basically, they realize, oh, we don't need to buy space from E3. We can just do our own thing around the same time, get the hype of E3, but not actually be connected to E3. So uh, that certainly, certainly hurt a lot. And Blizz obviously was uh, one of the people who murdered E3. And Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley is responsible for the death of E3. Everyone. No. Uh, not really, but uh, Summer Games Fest certainly was a big blow to E3. People started saying like, oh, we don't need to do E3. We can do this instead. And uh, and he definitely started picking at the bones of E3 and pulling off partners and whatnot. Uh, that certainly didn't help E3 and its status. E3 even tried to hand off the convention to Reed Pop who are the same people who put on PAX, the big, big convention you see all over the West and East. And, um, but this was last year. They had to cancel it last minute and Repop dropped E3 as a client. So that didn't even work out. But uh, yeah, a number of things killed E3 and the best parts were always the massive announcements. And those will continue to happen just in different ways and different things. We'll see more live streams and things along those lines, but we're not ever going to see that giant hall walking around, seeing all the big TVs and screaming, screaming and people screaming at you and, and, <laughs> you know, like people, I don't know, booth babes and free t-shirts. That's not going to happen ever again. I don't think. Did anyone in chat ever make it out to E3? Uh, if you did, what did you think? And uh, are you saddened by this loss? Were you not expecting it? It was kind of a sort of like no one had heard anything about E3 this year. And it was like, oh, maybe something will happen. Or, I mean, they announced, I think, this year that it was canceled already. But or maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. It seemed like 2024 may have been like a big hurrah, but it's dead. It's dead. And it's not coming back. And uh, I, I, for one, I've gotten a chance. I've been to quite a few E3s um, back in the day. 
and it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. It's kind of like camp where you see a lot of people who you only see at those kinds of conventions. So it was always nice. And uh, but it's certainly it's it's lost its luster over the years. And um, I'm not shocked to see it go. So but Blizz, you said you went to E3, right? No, I've never been. I've yeah, always I've wanted been. to go. And now I guess I can't go. I was going to go this year, to be honest with you. But Aww. I guess it's just not happening. OK. Oh, well. Alas. Well, it's may, maybe and maybe we'll go to something else. Maybe we'll find Jeff Keighley somewhere and he'll, he'll take you somewhere and give you some Doritos and Mountain Dew. That would be very nice and very that would be winter behavior true true I, i'm making fun of jeff keely jeff keely is actually a really really nice guy he's, he's a super nice guy and the stuff he's doing is keeping the industry together and it makes me happy so anyway yeah, jack that would be e3's dead winning behavior speaking of winning mm -hmm. god fortnite fortnite wins fortnite won against google in court but if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I got you because I reported on this last time and it was really fun to do. Uh, there's a bunch of legal jargon in it. So this is going to be a great, great time. But I, I simplified it down for all of you today. So if you remember earlier in November, uh, I reported on um, Fortnite taking Google to court. Uh, if you don't remember, here's a little synopsis. So back in summer of 2020, Epic revolted against demands from Apple and Google for a cut of in-app purchases so users could pay Epic directly. This caused Apple and Google to boot the game from their stores immediately because this was violating their terms. Epic sued both companies for violating the Sherman Antitrust Act, which is an act used to protect trade and commerce against unlawful restraints and monopolies. That's just a mouthful. Um, but the Apple case hasn't or the Apple case happened already and the judge quickly ruled in 2021 that Epic didn't prove anything and didn't prove Apple to be an illegal monopolist. Uh, but they did order Apple to open its app stores so app devs could steer customers to an alternative form of payment. So it was kind of a win in a way. So now it was Google's turn and we now have results from that. Uh, Google won. I mean, not Google won, Fortnite won. <laughs> Google <laughs> lost. Uh, to the Monopoly case to Epic Games. Um, and it didn't take long for celebration to start. So the CEO of Fortnite tweeted, and I thought this was really funny and very petty, uh, victory over Google. After four weeks of detailed court testimonies, the California jury found against the Google Play Monopoly on all courts. He also stated that the court would start considering uh, the issue of compensation in January. So... We'll hopefully see results. No, I guess we wouldn't see results. I guess Epic would see results on everything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you'll notice a difference. But um, I typed, we are so back. That's what you wrote. <laughs> That's what you wrote. We are so back. Uh, although Google was defeated, Google is still standing behind their business model. The VP of Government Affairs and Public Policy, uh, Wilson White, stated, the trial made it clear that we... <laughs> sounds like bullshit the trial made it clear that we uh compete fiercely with apple and its app store as well as app stores on android devices and gaming consoles we will continue to defend the android business model and remain ugh, deeply committed to our users partners and the broader android system Google also explains that um, the up to 30% transaction fee is competitive, but it also provides bonuses like reach, transaction security, and protection against malware. So, like, you're losing money, but it's, in a sense, protecting you and also pushing for discover discoverability for yourself or for your app. 
So what does this really mean or what does this ruling mean? Well, if you are a developer, this could give agency on how apps are distributed and how you can or how much money you can make from them. In my opinion, I don't know shit about Google and Apple, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were bumping up prices for services because they have done similar <laughs> things on other platforms and other, situa other situations. Uh, this also does from a creative standpoint, cause a roadblock for creative innovation by taking money away uh, from these developers. So if a developer is working on a limited budget um, and isn't really seeing enough money come back in their app, then a good app could go to waste. Um, but also in the court, there's a couple things that I like kind of agree as well, where Apple and Google do have a chokehold on smartphones right now. Um, I mean, even Epic and Court said over the course of the trial, we saw evidence that Google was willing to pay billions of dollars to stifle uh, stifle alternative app stores by paying developers to abandon their own store efforts and direct distribution plans and offering highly lucrative agreements with device manufacturers in exchange for excluding competing app stores. Those are a lot of words, uh, but they are basically trying to get rid of their competition by paying them, which uh, I don't know, that looks bad, dude. So Epic GG's uh, and checkmate Google, hopefully you change your ways. This episode of Inside Gaming Roundup Live is brought to you by Misty Mountain Gaming. If you're into tabletop RPGs like D&D, Pathfinder, Starfinder, Shadowrun, Savage World, and really any, any game you would need dice for, you're gonna need those dice. And where should you get them? Misty Mountain Gaming. That's right. Leave behind the basic-ass cobbled-together hand-me-down sets and get yourself a set that complements you and your character from Misty Mountain Gaming. Misty Mountain has an incredible catalog of dice and all sorts of materials like stone, resin, glass, and metal. And they offer free shipping to the entire United States, along with affordable shipping rates for international shoppers too. They have a ton of specialty sets like Ragnar's Bone Dice Set, the Legends of Valhalla Hollow Metal Dice Set, and the Elder Runes Blackout Metal Dice Set, and more. None with cats, though, for some reason. And Misty Mountain is the only dice company that offers a lifetime warranty on all sets of dice, including stone and glass sets. So if your cat maybe, like, knocks one off a table or something, you're like, oh, no, they, they offer warranties for it. They have new dice sets releasing monthly, which means there's always a new set of shiny math rocks for you to consider. And if you need leather bags, leather books, dice trays, or miniatures, they've got you covered, too. Do you need any miniatures, Cooper? Cooper miniatures? No? Okay. Our friends at Misty Mountain Gaming have an exclusive offer for our audience. Just go to MistyMountainGaming.com and use code ROUNDUP for a free acrylic dice set of your choice when you spend $20 or more. That's MistyMountainGaming.com and use code ROUNDUP to get some free dice. Do it. Do it. Round. Oh, you don't know? Okay. Roundup. Code Roundup. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like uh, there's been a lot of L's today, and why not uh, do rule of threes? That's right. Pour another one out for Studio uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. It's F-N-tastic. They are the studio behind the game that was uh, supposed to be coming out called The Day Before. And Oh, the good one. Yeah. Um, looks good. Yeah, yeah. It looks good? Yeah, it looks good. Mm -hmm. Well, boom! The Day Before <laughs> Studio Fantastic announces closure just days after early access launch. <laughs> 
That's it's bad. Uh, the day before was actually one of Steam's most wishlisted games, but its fall from grace has been one of uh, a crazy journey, if I have to say so for myself. Um, they were kind of giving like Ubisoft's Division meets The Last of Us, and it's supposed to be this like really cool like zombie MMO type game, and a lot of people were really interested in playing it. But there was controversy after controversy after controversy after controversy. And then some more controversy involving this game between multiple delays, uh, the unpaid volunteer workers in the studio, copycat allegations and trademark disputes. Uh, not only was early access played by bugs and servers issues, also it was advertised as a zombie apocalypse open world MMO, but it was actually an extraction shooter. We love to see that. Um, and it's quickly become Steam's 10 worst reviewed games of all time because of that once early access came out. Um, I'd be upset too if I paid money and a game was not what it said it was going to be. <clears throat> no Man's Sky, but at least No Man's Sky made the game become what it should be. And this is not gonna happen because uh, Fantastic Studio is is closed. Uh, the company said on Twitter, unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. Rip. Uh, though, I guess this loss doesn't come as a complete surprise with all of that controversy going on. And the fans are screaming that this game is a scam. It's like a $40 game. I, I'd be upset too, again, if I thought a game was going to be one game and it's not. I, I know what that's like any dev team. I know it's got to be sad to see uh, not only your game end, but the studio you're part of collapse. But also, I really feel like they bit off way more than they can chew with the type of game that they were aiming to do and what they were able to bring. And when you get lost in the sauce like that, I kind of feel not so bad. We've seen this too many times before. Like, y'all need to get it together. You should know better. So, refunds are being worked on. So, if you did pay for the game, don't worry. They're trying to get you your money back. But I would just say it's kind of funny. I'm laughing now. It's just yet another tragic end to an experimental game. Like, I just feel like... This is par for course now, which is depressing as hell, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, the mystery, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if you, I didn't hear you mention it, but also it has been removed from Steam as yeah, well. Yeah, it's gone even, now. Oh, the mystery yeah, is a little bit more, Jack. Here, um, apparently, the name is no longer fantastic. They're actually they changed it to Eight Points. They changed. They, they changed their, their name. name to Eight Points, and the CEO of Fantastic deleted their Twitter account. What is going on? <laughs> Oh, well, they also they also from their Twitter account last night tweeted out tough shit. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, like literally, is, it was like is this happening? is unreal. I don't. Yeah, this is a mystery. They tweeted answered answered those some of us for refund. Uh, we're working on it. Blah blah blah. Someone re responded with unbelievable that you guys hyped this game so much, and this is the end result. You guys are an absolute disgrace to the video game industry. Oh wow. They then responded from the official fantastic account. This was our first big experience. Shit happens. Oh okay yeah I guess <laughs> shit happens. Well um it's kind of looking like a scam. Ooh. So if you hear anything from eight points uh that might also Stay be away. a scam as well eight points just that's, sounds like a rehabilitation center like, that funny. should be your first red flag y'all need to lower lower your expectations uh, temper them and uh make things that are attainable that's why we stand all the indie studios that are actually making waves and creating really good works not these what should be a cash grab is like what it's feeling like they wanted to do and failed miserably. So I yeah. guess maybe don't pour one out because no, you might no. have likely gotten scams. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we talk about some real games coming out very soon? Yes, we should. Yes, but can I do the first one? 
Sure, you, of course, you can do the first okay. one. It makes sense for you. Well, have fun. Coming out this week, everyone, the first game we have is Bear and Breakfast. It's a laid-back management adventure game where you play as a well-meaning bear trying to run a B&B in the woods. Hank and his friends find an abandoned shack and, equipped with their teenage ingenuity, turn it into a money-making bed and breakfast scheme for unsuspecting tourists. So this was actually a game that came out on PC, but now it's going to be on PlayStation 5 and and for December 12th. It's a really fun game. Play it. What's it called? Bear and Breakfast. Nice. Gather your heroes in journey beyond the dungeons of Castle Hammerwatch. I, I, why did I say that like I was drunk? Dungeons of <laughs> Castle you. Hammerwatch. We sent you home for a reason. A, yeah, to explore a pixelated world like we've never seen before. Blight the Horrible and his dragon army have succeeded in the sinister plot to overthrow King Roland and bring destruction across the kingdom of Harrion in Hammer Watch 2. Available today for the PS5 and Switch. Viewfinder is a new single-player game offering gamers hours of interesting fun and experiences while uncovering the mysteries left behind. Viewfinder is a mind-bending first-person adventure game in which you can bring pictures to life by placing them into the world. Viewfinder is coming to PlayStation 4 today. That looks really cool, actually. Yeah, I've been it's... watching its development for a while. I'm excited. Didn't it get That's like nice. nominated for a game award? Viewfinder? It... Am I bald? Someone I will tell say me. Yes. Let's say yes. Let's say yes. Rise to the challenge in Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. This powered-up revamp sequel to GBVS is more enjoyable and accessible than ever before. With simplified input options, even newcomers can engage in thrilling and strategic matches. Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising hits the PS5, PS4, and PC this Thursday. Wow. Uh, it's time to dust off your hammer, Jack. House Flippers Yay. is back in a brand new fashion. Buy and renovate run-down houses. Or maybe you want to buy a new house. Now you can. Start as a rookie flipper and make a fortune by helping out the community of the charming town of Pinnacope in House Flippers 2. Uh, it's House Flippers 2 Electric Boogaloo. I don't think that's Boogaloo. the name. Uh, coming to PC December 14th. Yeah, it's House Flipper. You were saying you were, you were sorry. House Flipper it. Two Electric Boogaloo. I don't think is the name. I just think it's House Flipper Two. I think you should search for House Flipper Two Electric Boogaloo. Palia <laughs> is a vibrant new world made just for you. Craft, cook, fish, and farm with friends as you live the life of your dreams and discover an enchanting adventure filled with colorful characters and a mystery to unravel. Palia is coming to the Switch this Thursday, December 14th. That's also a good game. I can't wait. I've been waiting for it to come out for Switch. Uh, it's, I, a, it's, it's a perfect it's giving Switch, game. Switch game vibes. You it's know? a perfect Switch game, I would say. Uh, the latest Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC is finally here. Step out in the Paldia region as you take a school trip to the land of Kitakami. There, You'll meet new people and Pokemon while unraveling the mysteries behind the area's folk tales. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero, the Indigo Disc, longest name. I've read, felt like I was reading a Panic of the Disco title. Uh, coming to Switch December 14th. No, Jack, stop it. You stop it. Are you just <laughs> reading what's on the oh, I'm reading whatever people are putting in the Google Doc. So, oh, what? Brother. 
Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in for Inside Gaming Roundup Live today. We do appreciate you guys watching. Make sure to subscribe to us at YouTube.com slash Inside Gaming. We're also streaming live three days a week, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at Twitch.tv slash Rooster Teeth. And we also stream on YouTube now as well, those same day. Uh, you can go to InsideGaming.live and see all of our archives if you're a first member over at Rooster Teeth. And make sure to grab some merchandise in the store at store.roosterteeth.com. Pick up our brand new future subs. Subscriber shirts we have available now. Grab one for yourself for this New Year's and wear it with pride. Just make sure you get the green one, not the gross purple no, or the, the gross orange, orange ones. No, get Just the get purple. the green one. I'm wearing really the purple the green one. right now. Green one's best. The, orange the other one's, like ones, a nice salmon orange. It's a peach color. The other ones like, are riddled with measles. So thanks like for watching, everyone. We love you very, very much. We'll see you online at twitch.tv slash roosterteeth. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 3 until 7 p.m. Central. And see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.